clothes on and get ready for an amazing new episode. What's up guys? Welcome back to the next episode of White Coats Podcast. Today is a really cool episode. Lauren and I are going to be breaking down different diets. Some of them you may heard of, some maybe not. We're going to be talking about the keto diet, vegan, paleo, uh, and a couple more. I'm going to leave them as a surprise. Lauren, why don't you kick us off with the first diet? Break it down for us. Tell us what is it? What what do you eat? What do you not eat? How does it affect your body? And what are the goals? First off, uh, keto. So start us off, Lauren. Okay, so first is the keto diet, um, more clinically known as the ketogenic diet. Uh, that's the full name. So what is it? So this is a very low-carb, high-fat diet. It typically consists of around 70% fat, 20% protein, and 10% carbs. So this is very, very low carb, different from a typical low carb diet. So people on the ketogenic diet are usually having at max like 30 carbs of gram, grams of carbs per day. Um, some people do even less. Some people depends. It depends. You can do 15 grams of carbs per day, per day, 10, because it's so hard to get down to zero because even vegetables have carbs, you know, so it usually adds up to around 20 to 30. So how does it affect the body? So when you're on the keto diet, it's turning the fat into ketones in the liver, which can supply energy for the brain and all the different chemical processes that are going on in the body. Also, this reduces blood sugar, which is good for weight loss because the higher your blood sugar, the more insulin you need. And insulin is a hormone that regulates blood sugar and it's said to cause weight gain. Um, and also, the keto diet is increasing insulin sensitivity. So less insulin is needed, more fat burning in, in result. So what is the goal of the keto diet? Typically, it is weight loss. And so how does this happen? So this is sending your body into a process called ketosis. This is a metabolic state where it uses the body's fat for energy. So it's like shifting the metabolism um, to fat and ketones and away from carbs. And so also it can cause a reduction in blood pressure as well. So now that we've covered the keto diet, Ariel, why don't you talk to us about vegan, vegetarian, pescatarian? What are they and how do they affect the body? Okay, so vegan, vegetarian, pescatarian, they all kind of go in the same category, but they are all different um, in terms of what you eat and do not eat. So first of all, we have vegan. Vegan is the uh, one that I would say is the most restrictive on, um, on the food. So pretty much no meat, no dairy, and no animal products. So this would include like eggs, honey, um, you know, milk, things like that. And then of course, we know no meat and no fish, things along those lines. Vegetarian is like a step down, no meat, no fish, or seafood. Um, but uh, Someone that's vegetarian does consume animal products, so you can consume dairy, eggs, things like that. Pescatarian is no meat, but uh, yes, fish, and yes, animal products. So out of the three, that's like the least um, restrictive because you do consume fish, just not meat, right. uh, no chicken, things like that. 
um how does this affect your body so generally um you do consume fewer calories and less fats when um which you know of course contributes to weight loss if you consume less calories um but not eating meat uh, lowers the risk of heart disease, which is really great because, um, you know, you're not consuming as much cholesterol. We know cholesterol can build up and uh, clot your blood vessels. So that's a positive um, effect on your body. Uh, but one negative effect in this uh, generally pertains to vegans mostly. Uh, they lack a lot of iron, zinc, and vitamin B12, um, which are crucial for, um, you know, your bones and just your body in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, when you lack these things, you can start to suffer from goiters, which is swelling of the neck uh, due to inflamed thyroid glands, which is really interesting that it would that. be very specific. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's, I guess, um, you know, lacking these vitamins and nutrients, you know, have a really specific effect. Yeah. And then as well as any neurological effects, it, you know, you can get a lot of negative neurological effects. It could cause fatigue and interestingly enough, loss of taste and smell which I did not mm. know that. Didn't know that either. Um, some of the goals of these diets are usually health benefits. They reduce the risk of cardiac disease um, and various cancers. Also can reduce the risk of metabolic syndromes. And a lot of the time people go on these types of diets to just generally feel better about themselves, mm-hmm. feel better about their body, feel more energized because generally you're consuming a lot more vegetables and fruits. Right. So you, you know, generally have more energy, just feel better. Um, and then another big factor would be ethics. So some people just believe it's unethical to eat animal products right. or um, things like that. Uh, and then, you know, I'll also, but I found a little bit less um, was to lose weight. Um, just because I think that there's a lot of other diets people go on to for weight loss. Um, right. Usually vegan and vegetarian and pescatarian is not for weight loss. And then you do always have just some people that don't like meat or fish yeah. and, you know, they don't, they don't eat that much. So they go on this diet. Yeah, I, I've heard all those things. I've also heard um, environmental reasons. Like, for example, yeah. pro- processing meat. Takes, right. It um, takes a lot of carbon emission and takes up so much water. So some people do it yeah. for the environment. So why don't we yeah. talk about what is the paleo diet? Oh, me. Okay. <laughs> Again, I'll go on. Uh, I'm on my roll. Okay. Paleo. Paleo is also known as the Paleolithic diet, you know, just to be a little more technical. What is it? This is an interesting diet. This is also known as the caveman diet. Mm-hmm. Um, which is pretty much means that you're trying to eat like our ancestors, like the cavemen did, um, you know, when there was no refined or processed foods, everything was said to be much more natural and just the true form of itself. Right. Generally, um, their uh, paleo diet, um, avoid dairy products, refined sugars and salts, potatoes and highly processed foods as well as grain free so that's kind of what you stay away from um and effects on your body so there's a few you could have an increased metabolism which is great um could also reduce your appetite and actually control hormones that regulate your weight which was interesting um and then uh 
you do have a risk for um, being deficient in calcium and vitamin D. Uh, and then you also do have the risk of actually overly consuming saturated fats and proteins, um, you know, just above the recommended level, which could increase the risk of kidney and heart disease. Yeah. And lastly, the goals, uh, the Mayo Clinic states that the paleo diet um, is the goal of the paleo diet is to return to the way of eating that's more like early humans ate. Uh, the diet's reasoning is that human body is genetically mismatched to the modern diet that emerged with farming practices. Right. So that was pretty interesting. And then another goal, of course, could be weight loss or to just maintain a healthy weight. Great. Sounds good. So I'm going to talk about the Whole30 diet. Now, this is the a diet that's different from all of these diets because this is – it's one that we do – or that people do for only 30 days. And it's also called an elimination diet, and I'm going to talk about what that means. So pretty much on the Whole30 diet, you can eat meat, fish, eggs, um, produce, natural fats, that sort of a thing. Any foods with a recognizable list of ingredients or a simple list of ingredients. Now, what can't you eat? So this diet is designed to take out any sort of inflammatory foods. These are foods that trigger an immune response within your body. So when the body does not know how to process or recognize this food, it switches on the immune system, which is not good if you continuously eat that food um, because your body may enter a state of chronic inflammation. So what are these foods? Um, this is added real or artificial sugar, so maple syrup, cane sugar, honey, stevia, no alcohol or tobacco, of course, no grains, legumes, which is beans, peanuts, chickpeas, soy, dairy, no MSG, no baked or processed goods. So this is interesting because sometimes you go to a market and dirt, certain um, processed foods and snacks have Whole30 approved on their um, snacks, but this is exactly the wow. opposite. It's exactly the opposite of what you should be doing. And on the Whole30 website, it says, just because it says it's Whole30 approved does not mean it is actually Whole30 approved. So how does this diet affect the body? So this does not completely detox the body. Your body does that naturally, but it boosts its functioning. It's, you know, puts it into a prime functioning state so that there's no more inflammation for that period. You can lose weight, but that's not the primary reason that you would go on this diet. But that's especially due to, you know, whole foods, um, less processed and salty foods. And um, also on the website, to quote, it says this, Let your body heal and recover from whatever effects those foods may have been causing. Push the reset button with your metabolism, systemic inflammation, and the downstream of effects of the food choices you've been making. So that's, that's the effect. And so the goal of it is really just to reset the body. And so now I'm going to talk about what an elimination diet is. So this pretty much eliminates, and this has been going on since the 1900s. It tests how your body responds in the absence of potentially harmful or inflammatory foods. Now, I have a couple of things to say about this. Number one, if we're cutting out every single possibly um, inflammatory food, how do we know which food is the one that triggers that immune response? 
So if we if we cut out interesting, yeah, if we cut out um, processed foods, foods with sugar and foods with gluten, how do we know that it's not all three that triggers that Im- immune response? How do we know that it's not just gluten that triggers that immune response? And so it's a good reset, but maybe not best for targeting or finding right. out what exactly works for your body. Um, but if you want to do something like that, I've heard about this for like skincare. So for some people like yeah. acne, um, dairy, sugar, or gluten is a cause of acne for some people. So like if you want to do something like that, you cut out dairy for a few weeks and see how it responds, you know? So it's important to to eliminate one food group and see how your body reacts. Yeah. But also, this whole elimination diet thing makes this diet so intense. Because on the website, to quote, it says, one bite of pizza and you have broken the reset. So you can't even have one bite of pizza or one spoonful of ice cream because then the diet is over. You need to restart at day one. So this is intense for sure. Wow. Yeah. But now it makes me want to try it. Just because it's so intense. I mean, that's their whole (laughs) thing is 30 days, make or break. Do you have the courage, the perseverance? Yeah, like, do you have what it takes? (laughs) Exactly, exactly. But that that makes it kind of fun. It's it's kind of like a game. I've seen YouTube videos of people. It really is like a game. It really is. I did, uh, well, this is kind of going back to the vegan, but I did like a 10-day vegan, just like a cleanse. And I do not eat anything close to vegan. Like, I eat dairy products, I eat meat, fish, whatever, like everything. Um, but I said, okay, let me just do a reset. I kind of saw it somewhere. I don't even remember where. Yeah. Actually, I saw. I went to a conference, and at the end, they said, like, try this after. Mm-hmm. So I said, okay, why not? Let me just try it. It's only 10 days. It was it was quite the challenge, I yeah. must say, especially if like in your household or other people in your household aren't right. following the same diet. That is like takes a lot right. of self-control because it's just there in front of you. Like then yeah. it's gets mentally challenging. But yeah, that's interesting. It I is think, fun. I think dieting can be taken so seriously and people are really yeah. particular about what foods they put in their body. But you know, something like this, something like a reset could be kind of fun. It could be a good challenge and get yeah. your get your body and your brain back on track. So, right. Especially when you're focusing on the fact that it's only 30 days and it's right. not, I'm following this for like ever. Exactly. You know, when you're saying, okay, it's only 30 days, you have like something to look forward to. Exactly. Like, and also you know, when it's, it's going to be done. So true. And when the goal is not just to lose weight, it makes it a lot easier because you start to notice other benefits. Um, and weight loss can be such a long, laborious process that that oh, yeah. it, it so can be so like diminishing and hard for our mental health. So if you're fo- focusing on energy or or um, something relating to the brain, like memory or focus, then that's easier and it's more motivating for sure. Right. So let's talk about another really challenging diet, intermittent fasting. What is it? What's the goal of it? Let's get into it. Definitely another challenging diet. This one's quite interesting. Mm. Pretty much what it is is a eating plan that switches between fasting and then eating on a regular schedule. It's kind of uh, 
in the name intermittent fasting you time your meals pretty much uh it just depends on how you decide to set it up for yourself uh, right. some common time periods um would include like a 20 and 4 which you would say oh at first when i heard this i said oh yeah 20 hours of eating, 4 hours of not eating. But it's 20 nope. hours of not eating, 4 yeah. hours of eating. Yeah. Which uh, is crazy. F- That's like only being able to eat between 3 and 7 p.m. Right. Like a very, yeah, very uh, small window. Uh, another common one is 12 and 12. And then um, 16 and 8. Yeah. So not eating for 16 and eating for 8. Uh, in my opinion, the 12 and 12, it's not too difficult. I've done that before. It, uh, 16 and 8 could be a little bit challenging. It also depends on just how your day is, yeah. what you do throughout the day, how long do you sleep. If you sleep for like 15 hours, you're chilling. Yeah. I mean, you already, you're you know, not, you're set. You don't even, you're not even awake for half of the time that you're like, yeah. have time to eat. So it depends on that, but it's all revolving around. Um, your eating schedule how does it affect your body some negative effects could include headaches um, lack of energy and enthusiasm constipation things along those lines uh, and other digestive um, effects and then positive effects could include um, stabilizing your blood sugar levels increase resistance to stress improve um, your resting heart rate and then decrease cholesterol and decrease blood pressure, which is great. Yeah, really but good. one interesting fact about it is that you could actually gain weight from intermittent fasting. Right. Now, you might think, how? I'm eating less. I'm kind of restricting food. So how can I gain weight? Well, your body goes into this new mode of um, kind of like a response to a starvation. And your body actually starts to store your fat. Uh, because it's thinking that you're not going to have more food in the future. So you store all the fat and then you end up gaining weight, which is, you know, could be not uh, following what type of goal you're looking for. Um, And then it also could have um, a negative effect mentally. If you're hungry and you're restricting yourself and, you know, you're saying, no, I can't eat. Let me just wait 20 more minutes or let me just wait a couple more hours. And you're so focused on the seconds and the minutes of the hours, you know, it could drive you a little bit uh crazy yeah definitely. um and then what are the goals usually weight loss um or health benefits and then just w- or just wanting a structure regarding your food yeah this can really like some people eat a lot of food at night so if you do the 12 12 ratio some people mm-hmm. you know wake up have breakfast at 8 and then stop eating at 8 p.m you know and so that can provide some structure some structure which is really good Definitely. Lauren, why don't you tell us about the last diet, the Mediterranean diet? Okay, so out of all of these, I would say this is one of my fr- one of my favorites because this is one of the least restrictive. Um, and I kind of like, there's sort of a green light, yellow light, red light. So there's certain foods, green light, yes, of course, you should eat that. And then there's a yellow light, like eat in moderation or rarely, and then don't eat, that's like a red light. So I kind of like that there's some balancing, there's some flexibility within this. So what should you eat in the Mediterranean diet? So this is produce, you know, vegetables, fruits, um, nuts, seeds, legumes, potatoes, whole grains. um, What are legumes? Legumes are beans, chickpeas, that sort of a thing. Interesting. Um, Eat in moderation, poultry, eggs, and dairy. 
eat rarely uh, red meat and don't eat sugar sweetened beverages, added sugars, processed meat, refined grains or oils, um, and processed and packaged foods. So how does this affect the body and what is the goal of the Mediterranean diet? So one of the main, main goals of this is not necessarily weight loss. Um, it's really heart health. So to prevent heart disease and strokes. And because it's limiting the intakes of refined breads, processed foods, red meat, all kinds of things like that. Also, an interesting one is it can maintain stamina and really reduce your risk of developing muscle weakness. It can keep you going for longer. And then also That's just... cool. Yeah. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's really good because it's it's helping with, with your strength and your, stan- and your stamina. Also, reduces the risk of neurological diseases. I've heard Parkinson's disease, Alzheimer's disease. Um, and it does this because it, improve it improves cholesterol, um, blood vessel health, and also um, for Parkinson's, high levels of antioxidants. That's very helpful. And also um, can protect against type 2 diabetes. Um, it's very rich in fiber. can be a lower-carb diet, especially if you don't have as much grains and um, and bread in your diet. So, okay, you... Lauren. Oh yeah, can I go for it? Sure, go for it. I want to. I want to start this debate. Okay. So now that we broke down, I think it was about six different diets. Yeah. Lauren and I are gonna have a quick little debate, as we have done in every episode of the season. So, Lauren, I'm gonna start off by just asking you a question. Uh, what diet do you think? is the best the healthiest do you agree with dieting what's kind of your take on this okay what's my take so i think out of all of these diets really the best are the ones that aren't focusing on weight loss now i talked about this briefly um a couple episodes ago i think in the macros episode but for pretty much all of the weight loss diets the goal is just to get down in calories whether that's reducing calories by taking out fat by taking out carbs by taking out meat in the end it's just reducing calories which is not really necessary you should be focusing on more the quality of your food in addition to the the negative mental health effects of keeping track of calories and major restriction 100%. so the only ones that i really like in here the only ones that I think we could really benefit are the ones that aren't so focused on weight loss specifically they can lead mm-hmm. to weight loss though and for me that's the Mediterranean diet and the Whole30 diet, right? Because we mm-hmm. see so many other positive effects um, for each of these diets, like heart health, um, maintaining stamina, reduced risk of neurological diseases. And then for the Whole30 diet, yeah. it's um, kind of setting a re- putting a reset on your health. So what do you yeah. think? Are any of these good or bad? I, I agree with you 100%. Um, I really like the 30, the whole 30. I think it's a cool reset and just good to kind of cleanse your body in that type of way. And a hundred percent agree with the whole, uh, with the Mediterranean diet. What you said, it's kind of less focused on the weight loss, more on the positive effects on your body. I, I don't think any of these are horrible or bad, or if you do them, they're wrong. It's also your take on the diet. How strict are you with it? How much is it affecting you mentally? Are you on the dot about everything? Or do you allow yourself to have a few cheat days? You know, I think that's also something that takes, that's very, very, um, 
is has to be taken into account when you're going on the diet um Right. Because, you know, it could have more negative effects than positive if you're not doing it the right way. I totally so. agree. I want to bring in one one statistic. Um, 95% of diets fail. So what does is, what is failing look like? That means diets, like fad diets that are particularly, their goal is to make people lose weight. So this failure looks like possibly losing weight at first and then gaining the weight back or gaining even more weight back. So 95% of them fail. So you're probably like, what about the other 5%? It's so rare that people lose the weight and keep it off because it's so rare that somebody wants to and does maintain these restrictions. And also for a lot of the five remaining 5% left, they develop eating disorders or just disordered eating habits i'm so glad that you said that you brought that up i think that's such an important point 95 percent is very very high very shockingly high to be honest yeah i think that another thing when you're going on a diet is you have to kind of first plan things out according to yourself and your own body there's not one right way of doing it because not everybody's the same not everybody's body's the same also depends on you know how active you are there's so many things that need to be taken into account especially when this gets into calories as well which we kind of talked about in our last episode but all these things are just there's in my opinion, there's not always one right or wrong way of doing it. It kind of needs to right. be tailored to how, um, you know, you, your, just your body. Um, right. And this uh, last thing that I wanted to um, point out was that it's just really important to to actually maintain a diet. And like you said, get the results that you want and not gain everything back. You have to plan it out in terms of how are you going to make this realistic and my goals attainable? And how am I going to actually be able to like not, if you just say, I'm going to restrict, 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 not eat, not eat, never eat this, never eat that. At some point, you're just going to splurge because you've been restricting for so long. But if you find a plan, okay, once a month, once a week, this or that, however you want to plan it, then you never have the urge to just splurge like crazy and you don't end up gaining everything back, you know? So it kind of helps you physically and then mentally with the whole restriction. So I think it's important to plan it out and see when are you going to allow yourself to have those like little cheat days or things like that because otherwise, like you said, that's why 95% of diets fail, which that's extremely high. And think about how many people you know say, yeah, I'm going to go on a diet or yeah, I'm on a diet right now. Mm Exactly. So many people just say about that. Everybody. And just I, about everyone. I want to add add in a couple more things and then we'll wrap up here because this has been a great debate. But um, I want to bring up the whole sugar-free, low-carb, gluten-free, fat-free. For, that, for those kinds of things, cutting out whole food groups, we need to look at do we need to do this, right? People that go on gluten-free diets, why are you going on a gluten-free diet if you don't have celiac disease or you don't have a gluten intolerance, right? We don't need to do that. And that's a huge part of sustainability. And I'm going to challenge Ariel here. And I'm going to challenge the people at home listening to this and to completely cut out the term cheat day. Because you eating what you want is not a cheat. That's you enjoying right. your life. That's you 
that's challenge you. is accepted <laughs> that's you just indulging in what you want and that's okay that's not something you necessarily or you should feel guilty for and that's that's right. the fear behind all these diets that are so strict and and it's only green light or red light that's why I like the whole right. yellow light thing by saying yeah sure you can have red meat or you can have sugar in moderation just be chill with it just mm-hmm. doesn't need to be the biggest thing in your diet it can just be show up occasionally and it doesn't only need to show up on a cheat day or a cheat week. I love that you brought that up because yeah. I think that saying it's a cheat day makes it have such a right. negative connotation and then you even feel worse about eating exactly. it because and then you feel more guilty. Totally. And then you're binging that day as well. So if we right. just allow ourselves to indulge when when that craving comes about, then we don't even need to have full days or full weeks of, of right binging. exactly i was actually going to say that because a lot of the time people say you know quote unquote like a cheat day but honestly mm-hmm. if you plan it out or like not plan it but if you just eat it eat whatever you're craving when you're having the craving it's more of a cheat meal than a cheat day then you don't end yeah. up splurging i know not to use the word cheat but how do i say yellow light it's sure. more of a ye- yellow light you know just you know one time you just snack on something or whatever and then you don't end up feeling you also don't end up feeling so guilty because you didn't do a whole reset because you only had you know your craving here craving there but you didn't spend the whole entire day you know you know maybe feeling like you set back your diet even if you didn't very true thank you so much for adding that thank you guys so much for listening let us know if you have any other things that you want us to talk about or if you have any other opinions about this topic we hope you enjoyed this episode and you learned something maybe you'll cut out cheat diets or cheat days <laughs> out of your vocabulary we hope you have i a scratched good day. that already thanks Laura. yeah ariel <laughs> already did it so you guys can too and we'll see you in the next one see ya